Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God in the first reading for Reformation Day from Revelation 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. This is God's word. So on this Reformation Day, I would like to invite all of us to contemplate and reflect on the word Catholic. Which might seem contrary to Reformation Day, doesn't it? Because we often think of Reformation Day, well, that's our, our Lutheran heritage. And the, the Reformation, wasn't it all about the Lutherans against those, those Catholics? Not exactly. In fact, I would put before you that actually the Reformation was all about determining what it actually means to be Catholic. There's sort of a little quip people will use to suggest that something is really obvious. So if someone says to you, are you going to the party tomorrow night? Is the Pope Catholic? Well, actually, no, he's not. I want you to throw out what you think you know about that word. Because my goal today is that we as Lutherans redeem that word for ourselves. The word Catholic comes from two Greek words, kata and holos, which mean according to the whole. In other words, that which is truly Catholic is that which applies to every time, every place, and every people. And there is much about the Pope, about the Roman Catholic Church, That is just not Catholic, even by their own admission. Things like prayers to the saints, that Mary was without sin, that the Mass of Holy Communion is a bloodless sacrifice, that people go to purgatory to await their entrance into either heaven or hell, that priests should not marry. None of these things have their roots in the church from its beginning. And therefore, they are not, by definition, Catholic. Even the one whom Roman Catholics call the very first priest, or very sorry, the very first Pope, St. Peter, well, we know from Scripture he was married. That which is truly Catholic is that which can always have been said to be true of the church and the people of God. Even before Christ. Even before the people of Israel. God has always dealt with his people the same way. By grace. Through faith. 
in his word. That is constant. That is unchanging. That is Catholic. Now there is a word in our first reading from Revelation 14 that is very, very similar to the word Catholic, and that is the word that John, St. John, uses to describe what the angel in his vision is carrying. He says, I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. That, that message the angel has, it's eternal. It is without beginning and without end. It's for every single time. And who is it for? Every nation, tribe, language, and people. That gospel that the angel carries is Catholic. For every time, every place, every people. Now John's vision in Revelation, and I know we get a little bit intimidated by the book of Revelation. Let's try and dispel a little bit of that, at least this part. In chapter 13... St. John has this vision of a beast from the earth. And that beast in Revelation 13 works on behalf of another beast that we know to be the devil. The one that works on behalf of the devil, we often call him Antichrist. And that beast is a terror to the people of God. But then in chapter 14, John sees Mount Zion and the Lamb, and with him 144,000 with the name of the Lamb and the Father's name written on their foreheads. That vision that John has is of the church with Jesus. The devil, Antichrist, make war against the Lamb and his church, Jesus Christ and his church. And in the midst of all of that, As the church is locked in battle with the devil. An angel flies overhead with this eternal gospel. For every people. For every time. And for every place. What is it that God gives you? What does your Lord Jesus give you? As you do battle against Satan, as you do battle against everything that is anti-Christ, everything that puts itself in the place of Christ and seeks to oppose you, he gives you the eternal gospel. He gives you the word of God. The word of God that is both law and gospel. The word of God that condemns you as a sinner. The word of God that reveals Jesus crucified for your sin. St. Paul, in our epistle for this day, describes it so well. And he speaks in terms that are Catholic. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift 
to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. Those are Catholic terms that St. Paul is using. All have sinned. Everyone has sinned. You have sinned. I have sinned. All of us fall short of God's glory. And yet, all are justified by God's grace in Jesus Christ, the redemption that comes by his blood. That word is unchanging. That word cannot be improved upon, and God forbid that anything should ever be taken away from it. All have sinned and fall short of God's glory. All are redeemed in the blood of Jesus Christ. God's word is beautiful, holy, Catholic word. Let's us know that that word is unchanging and it speaks to every people in every place. Jesus says in our gospel, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want you to note that Jesus does not speak about a truth or your truth or my truth. You will know the truth. One truth. That as Paul said, all have sinned, fall short of God's glory. And yet Jesus' redemption is for all. That is the truth. And that is Catholic. It is for every time, every place, every people. Unchanging, unshifting, unmoving. An eternal gospel. That sets us free. We are slaves to sin. And yet we are set free in the word that Jesus gives us, that forgives us and gives us life. Now, I would like to impress upon you why this word Catholic is so important. And it is actually a beautiful, beautiful word. Follow me on this. If the word Catholic truly means universal, it's often used as. If it really does mean that God's word is for, as Revelation says, every nation, every tribe, Every language, every people, an eternal word that goes back to the beginning of all things that endures forever. In fact, it goes even before the beginning of all things because the word of God is Jesus himself, who is without beginning and without end. If that word 
The gospel of Jesus is for every nation, tribe, language, and people. Then there can be no doubt that it is for you. You have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But you are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful Catholic faith it is that we have. That thanks be to God, he has preserved through the preaching of the gospel, through people like Martin Luther and those before him and those after who proclaimed this eternal Catholic gospel. You know, since I've used the word Catholic already about 50 times in this Reformation sermon, which might seem a little out of place, let's shift for a moment to us as Lutherans. Indeed, the Lutheran Reformation, in the eyes of Luther himself, was about being truly Catholic. That which had always been taught, that which had always been confessed, that which would always be true about our God. That we are not saved by our works, by our offerings, by our own efforts, but totally, completely, and freely through the blood of Jesus that sets us free indeed. I know that, especially here in in our community and even in our own congregation, many of you come from a background in the Roman Catholic Church. It's, um, It's my experience that many of those who have been part of the Roman Catholic Church become disenfranchised with it. And indeed, there are a lot of good people, a lot of good brothers and sisters in Christ that we have in the Roman Catholic Church. And uh, they are indeed our friends, especially in this culture, as we speak on issues of life, uh, sanctity of marriage, um, and a whole host of other social issues that we share in common. But I have encountered that there are also a lot of people who have been disenfranchised and feel well, there was a lot of law and guilt that has been placed on them. I think that's a window for us as Lutherans to understand what it means to be truly Catholic. That it's not about popes and saints and masses, but about Christ. And the freedom that we have in him. And so, I guess I would encourage you 
As you meet people today who have, in one way or another, been, been hurt or just kind of left out or feel that sense of brokenness from the church because of their experience there, recognize that we have what is truly Catholic. Christ for sinners, freely and totally and completely. And so, on this Reformation Day, let us give thanks for being Catholic. I didn't know this until recently. You'll notice the little footnotes in our hymnal where we, um, we say the creed. And that's been there for a long time. You'll see that the creeds originally said one holy Catholic at Apostolic Church or one holy Catholic Church. I had always assumed that that word got pulled out of the creeds because people were uncomfortable with using the word Catholic. I found out that wasn't so. Turns out when, in the time of the Reformation, the creeds and the rest of the liturgy were being put into German, that German didn't really have a word for the word Catholic. It didn't really exist. Because to them, to be Catholic was just to be Christian. And that's how that word got in our creed. That is what it truly means to be Catholic. Christ in the center of all things. And that's what it truly means to be Lutheran. Christ for you. No matter where you are in life, no matter your circumstance, no matter how life may have run you over already, no matter how Satan and all that is anti-Christ may have itself lined up against you, Christ is for you. And that is beautiful, unchanging, eternal, Catholic Lutheran truth. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.